0: I got this covered. I am an audio Yes, I'm not sure that you do.
1: <laughs> a professional. <laughs> I'm a professional, <laughs> damn it.
0: And welcome back to another episode of Refactor, the show where we try and help ourselves and you suck a little less each day. My name is Frank Cole. And my name is Chris Tompkinson. And this is episode 032 recorded on July 27th, 2021. So I actually want to start with a PSA. So I I did some, I did some travel this weekend, just a quick jaunt, just hearing back from my parents, you know, for a, for a, for a birthday party. Uh, But of course, you know, we live in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania has two seasons, winter and construction. Those, of course, that's it.
1: This right. is well known. This is documented. This is documented. So uh, far, so far, I'd say we're, we're a minute into the, we're a minute in and you haven't said anything controversial yet. I'm shocked. No, I, right. So because there's a lot of construction, a lot of times there are lane closures and they do these
0: mergers and things like that. And invariably you get the renegade, the rebel, <laughs> the guy who thinks he's helping the world by straddling the two lanes in the miles leading up to the merge
1: point so that no one can pass him and go all the way to the merge point when empirically provably the most overall system efficient approach is to utilize all lanes until the merge point and then zipper use both
0: lanes and and this has actually been talked about it is called you can google it. it is called the zipper method you are supposed to follow like you said both lanes all the way to the merge point and then zipper up one side, then the other side, then one side, then the other side. If you're doing anything other than that, you are actually causing more traffic. And so see, here's the problem. If you don't like, Sorry. if you don't like So, so, so one, don't be a jackass and, and sit in both lanes and block it. You see the, the tractor trailers are probably the primo offenders of this. Um, but I've seen cars do it too. Uh, and I'm just waiting. I, I hear I haven't seen it yet, but I'm waiting for the day when I actually see a police officer pull one of these jack wagons over for this behavior. Um, it's not illegal. Uh, I mean, like you're
1: you're you're not following the rules of the road. I mean, you are you're impeding traffic. Technically, you could not. No. no, no, it's it's an it's it's an optimization It's not a rule. It's not a law. I don't know if I was straddling both lanes. Take the construction out of
0: it. If I'm sitting in the middle of both lanes, blocking traffic in both lanes from passing me, I think a cop could pull you could and would pull you over for that. But anyway, uh, if you don't, if, if if instead of blocking both lanes, you just move well, to the if left talking- lane and move on up and go to the go to the front of the line of the the and do the zipper method, but don't sit there and block
1: traffic. You actually make everything worse. So here's my here's my reaction to this. First of all, this is. Common sense. It's common knowledge. Everybody knows this. And yet here we are talking about it because everybody sees this during every construction merge Mm -hmm. ever. And so who are these people? Who are these 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 self-appointed these self-righteous guardians of traffic flow that are empirically gumming up the works? I want to know who they are. I want names, uh, yeah. <laughs> so that we can report them here
0: <laughs> to the to Goodness. the massive and ever expanding refactored audience, so that they can yeah. run these people out of town
1: with pitchforks I hear, and torches. I hear I have some I have some ancillary evidence to suggest we now have ones of listeners
0: in our <laughs> audience.
1: <laughs> We've got a few. We've got a few. Just. I'm telling you a
0: couple more months of this it'll be an overnight success that's that's how this is going to work that's it a few months that's of it. overnight success um, so anyway you were we, we, we uh, like I stepped on you there but you had like a, a bit of input to this or did we already cover it
1: no About, uh, no it, use, all it. Just, use all available lanes until the point of merge and then zipper like a civilized human being you think <laughs> mm. like a freaking <laughs> animal oh my gosh it, it just savages <laughs>
0: savages so that is something that just you know i've done a a, you know travel this past weekend and then uh you know a a larger trip you know coming back from vacation it was oh that just irritates the heck out of me when people do that um (laughs) so anyway uh i i guess uh more on more on topic um Have we talked about I have it written down here as a as a potential. Wait, wait
1: a minute, wait a minute on topic. What is what exactly is (laughs) on topic topic for for, this conversation for for us?
0: Yeah. On
1: topic, I guess, is
0: what I'm saying right now. It is really the sidebar (laughs) show.
1: Whatever the topic we're talking about right now is the topic. (laughs) All right. So um, have we spoken
0: about. uh the the definition of multi-cloud i have it written down here as a potential talking point like what it actually is and what it actually is not i don't know if we actually covered this no okay so i must have had this
1: conversation at work so we're having no, but your intro here. I'm just. I'm all. I'm all excited. You're really selling oh, this I can, to me. I can see like that. Yeah. I mean, and and so I mean, I'm just so. The, just your I mean, presentation thus far has my rapt attention. The, the, really, the fact that. Well, I feel like I probably lost our ones of audience by right <laughs> right. talking right about there. just throwing the word cloud out right. there because. They all fell asleep. Uh, They do. One of them is on the road and just fell asleep and crashed and died, (laughs) causing what will then be a traffic backup because some jack wagon will sit in the middle of a lane leading up to a zipper. (laughs) And thus we come full circle. Ah, fantastic. (laughs) Well done, us. Way to go. No, multi cloud is just uh, is having a deployment that spans multiple providers in different regions. I would say would be my because I would say like you could technically multi cloud if you had Azure and GCP mm-hmm. in East Coast U.S. Right. My I would say that practically speaking, you need geographical diversity mm-hmm. as well as vendor to like to say multi cloud to to say that with practical impact. That would be my. Mm-hmm. you jerk okay not having put a great deal of thought into it no
0: it's that's good that's actually there are just like cloud is an atrocious term multi-cloud is equally atrocious because there are actually two different definitions depending on oh really who you are and where you come from and, and all right so i'm 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 not i'm under informed you gotta educate me yeah so i uh and, and the only reason i know about this is because you know the company i was working for recently got acquired and uh the acquiring company is uh focused in the salesforce space and other um uh wall gardens shut up yeah because i said salesforce or is it because i said cloud too many times salesforce okay no (laughs) salesforce (laughs) so they're 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 focused in the in the salesforce space and salesforce as i have learned because up until this acquisition Salesforce to me was the thing that sales and marketing uses to do all the things that they do. They just track their information in there. Well, it turns out Salesforce is actually a lot more than that. Salesforce is basically a, a, of a lot more. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's basically a, a you know, application development platform for you know lower. They they talked about them low code, no code development. They talk about citizen developers. It's
1: it's a it's
0: a program. It's a programming. Wait a minute. Interface whoa, with
1: guardrails on it. Basically, what with citizen developers this is a new term for me <laughs> okay so citizen de- well, <laughs> okay
0: so citizen developers. that's well Come- what wait, wait, you got it that's coming in way too hot i know I, i'm getting there right, i'm there getting you. there my goodness right. We're working on the production levels here you don't need to chastise me right in the middle of trying to make it good good stuff here
1: well, I didn't know if you were going on to then explain it. I didn't know if you yes, heard that it was. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. No, no, no. I got, right. I, got, I got this covered. I am an audio Yes, professional. I'm professional. Sure you do. Yeah. <laughs> a professional. I'm a professional, <laughs> damn it. Because I You're said professionalized. So. That's That's why. Why. You're not a professional until you get paid. <laughs> so far, this has been a net loss, this endeavor of ours. <laughs> so,
0: citizen developer is a, is a term that is tied to the, the walled garden areas of salesforce ServiceNow, sap uh ibm has one um there's a whole bunch of these different platforms the idea is that you are able to do uh software development without actually being a quote-unquote traditional or real developer uh Mm -hmm. you because it has a lot it, it has a very uh smooth gradual on-ramp similar to the way that the programming that you can do in an excel spreadsheet because Mm -hmm. you can do true blue programming in an excel spreadsheet you know you're doing pivot tables you're basically doing joins in sql but they use different terms they use pretty guis there's lots of tutorial and you can do very you know basic things and then you you pile it on you just like you do
1: normal development
0: Outside so what of these You're areas. describing
1: so f- I still need help because what I th- what I heard you describe could be applied to like an, a low code. Well that's what yes,
0: that low code no code, the citizen developer is the person who does the low code no code. Oh, that's stuff. oh, Okay, so no, it's all the right, person. Yeah, that makes who, sense. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, okay. So so you're you're good sense. now? So like, an, I'm good. so like an Excel the the, the now Excel aficionado you know, they don't know any programming outside Excel, but they know how to do Excel formulas and pivot tables and all that stuff really, really good. Right. That's a citizen developer. Take that same That's, concept, okay. apply that inside of the walled gardens of a low code, no code ecosystem like Salesforce. And that's okay. they're doing the same thing, but now they're doing it with objects, and they actually have variables, and they can actually do some branching logic and schema, access yeah. the schema okay. and
1: things like that. Okay, so that's the all right. that's the citizen developer. I, all right, now I'm actually this is I, I'm actually going to let you tell your story now. Okay, all right. So um,
0: that whole ecosystem actually talks about multi cloud in a completely different way. Multi cloud mm-hmm. to those people is running in different walled gardens. And so multi-cloud there is, I do stuff in Salesforce and I can do stuff in ServiceNow and in uh, Dell Boomi. I guess it's just Boomi. I think oh. they just sold it off. And in the IBM space. And so where, where multi-cloud the way you and I would traditionally think of it, I'm building an application and I have it hosted in Azure and AWS it's, it's How split across arrogant does that come off
1: my goodness <laughs> what, oh, really? no, we're we're the cloud we are salesforce and if you use anybody but us now you're multi-cloud <laughs> with one of those lesser clouds oh i don't think no up no, no, in, no, no. Up in the cloud i don't think that Ugh, that no, just no. strikes me it's a personal bias that just strikes me as really icky that's definitely not the intent uh
0: it's 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 what i see it, i recognize it as overuse of this term cloud i hate as you know and i think as we've discussed a number of times i hate the uh the term cloud it's a uh, it is an awesome character in the final fantasy series and that's where it ends it should not
1: be <laughs> used with well, such yeah, prevalence as. i it, mean i get it but, but like it's somebody else's computers oh, okay so what else would you call it like what would your prescription be hosting. we make a rule on the refactored show that, Host, that we, uh, we can't say clep hosting that's what it is it's Hosting. you are it, it, it's what it was for
0: how many un you know umteen years before aws entered the space i had my servers hosted somewhere at a co-location or actually a service a server hosting you know a, a a hosting provider is what they were called they host their servers and they are hosted by someone else. I'm not maintaining them. This other person is. I am a guest in their house. They are hosting me. So that's yeah. what they've always been to me. Cloud to me is just, this is, evident, this is evidence of, of cloud being an overloaded term because there is, we think of multi-cloud as, okay, I'm running my stuff in AWS and GCP and Azure. I'm, I'm straddling all yeah. these different providers. That's multi-cloud to us. And we are the we are the uh, client in that situation. Multi cloud mm-hmm. in the walled garden Salesforce arena. You actually use that term as a vendor. I am building a thing that runs multi cloud. It runs in Salesforce. It runs in IBM Cloud. It runs in ServiceNow. It's
1: completely inverted. No, I, yeah, it's an overloaded term, but it's it's. I, I in that context it it doesn't not make sense. No, it makes perfect sense. The same p- way problem is the same it way of sense like, sense like an S. <laughs> you splitting hairs there? Because like SLA. Okay. Think of SLA. Okay, that's the same kind of thing. Service SLA, level SLA knee-jerk knee for me SLA, I think like 99th percentile response time of an API endpoint or something. Okay. Right? To my counterpart in a client services capacity, SLA is uh mean response time on a ticket into into a queue. But both are SLAs. Yeah, they it are is, service you know, levels. By your They are by service. Your, by your term, yeah, by your term, uh it's it's overloaded and it's applied both at the underlying technology level to mean one thing and it's applied at the business level to mean something else this is just even though i don't per- i f- personally find it offensive for a reason that i can't quite uh put into words in this sense the the cloud is simply the the suite of offerings that's a business level descriptor different from the technology level below it that you and i would think about azure gcp uh, you know, is Rackspace still around? <laughs> everybody talks are, about yeah. <laughs> everybody talks about Azure and Google and um and uh, um Azure Google uh, G, uh, AWS aws thank you you said uh, google the and really one bad. that i forgot <laughs> yeah um gcp aws and azure uh, and maybe Rackspace. assuming they're still around they always get left out they were a very large provider for a long they were a big they very large hosting um, provider that's right they are still around yeah. uh, Rackspace is still a website they have yeah. um but all they, get, the so they were, you they were expect. dominant until they were dominant until aws came along and kind of ate their lunch and then mm-hmm. aws and gcp it was like oh well now you've got big boys competing with another big boy and so then everybody else anyway point is uh i think it's it's an overloaded term but not within the same domain right you're talking about the technology domain versus the business ops domain
0: um okay i can i can see i i can see your point i feel like it's i still feel like the areas are close enough that it's almost splitting hairs but they are technically different domains so yeah. okay. I okay mean, I get, I get all your right point. all right fine I'll, I'll let you have that one i still hate the term i still think that it's overused yeah. overloaded overburdened um you know it, it has come to mean i mean like this it has come to mean lots of different things to different people you talk to a individual home computer user uh who's using say a backup service like carbonite you know what happened you know you ask them what does carbonite do oh it backs my stuff up to the cloud what's 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 the cloud well that, somebody else's scenario. computer yeah,
1: yeah I mean, and and the point is the point is in that the clouds i don't if i but if i'm a layperson, i don't know how far away those I'm i'm looking up and out of my office window like anybody can this is great radio but i i don't know i'm pointing now because i'm i'm even better radio host now but but i'm pointing and i'm saying I don't know how far away those clouds are. I don't know what they're made of. I don't know how big they are. I don't know what else is in them. They're opaque to me, but I know they're up there and they're constantly changing, which I think may be a key uh, reference point for the for the analogy of, of saying cloud. Uh-huh. Um, but like, what are you going to? OK, so let's so so let's pretend, though, like just for the sake of argument, let's say I'm on board and I said that the term cloud needs to go. Um, or, or let's rewind and say it never existed. Mm-hmm. Then, I mean, like a a marketing term is going to come along. Oh, yeah, I mean that's what it is.
0: To, to yes, yes. I mean, it, it is a it is a very nice. It's a pleasant image. It's an easy word. It actually abstracts a whole bunch of stuff for marketers in technical spaces, so that they don't have to explain a bunch of things to. A non-technical audience i mean there's lots of there's reasons why it exists okay i can still lament the fact that it exists because it still makes my life difficult at times like in this case i had so i, I the reason i wrote this one down was my whole team like the, was where you were sitting when we started this conversation when we heard multi-cloud we thought i'm using aws and plus Azure plus GCP or some combination thereof, or Rackspace, or our mm-hmm. favorite Digital ocean Go get some DigitalOcean.
1: Love me some DigitalOcean. God, I Did love it. DigitalOcean. Um, it's a good, provider. good oh, provider. They're the best. I tried Linode. Linode gets a lot of press. They've been around forever. Been around for a I long think time. Yeah, actually, in our neck of the woods, I think they're based out of uh, mm-hmm. primarily offices out of Jersey. They were originally um, yeah, they were East Coast. I think. I think hey. they got acquired. I, know goose to them. I, <laughs> I find their interface is a little obtuse and yeah. I actually used them. I had a, I had a production workload on it for only a few months. Um, there were outages and tickets went unanswered. Like oh, I, man. I'm willing to, I'm willing to admit that I just had a, uh, like an anomalous bad experience with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tried, I moved to Linode from DO, uh, for cost savings. Um, and then uh, pretty much move right back. Get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. Get what you pay
0: for. What was yeah. the other one? There was another one that you were a big fan of back in the day, prior to DigitalOcean. Who was it's it that you were using? It? it was like a Flex. Five. It began with an L. I thought it was mm-hmm. Linode, but is there was there another? Like I keep thinking the term LimeWire, but that's
1: that's peer to peer. I know that that's not it. I couldn't tell what? you. Oh, man. I couldn't we'll, tell you to save we'll, my life. We'll think. I mean, about we've it We've been using DigitalOcean long since time god when did we when did we do they were around they had to be around by 2014 i think we already had some some i was doing there yeah, we did stuff under forge software there i did or my, no no forge, i did my startup stuff them. under aws
0: we did forge under AWS. are you sure i thought we did the forge no, stuff on I'm Do. <laughs> no no we did di- no we did we definitely did DigitalOcean mm-hmm. there and uh no. i did my startup i did um i did Full oh Apple. okay I did the forward vault startup at, under um, under DigitalOcean. They've been around a long time. So They're been around at least a decade. then. Oh yeah, easily. their Their no. claim to fame, their claim to fame was um, this pre AWS. They they actually predate them, and their big shtick was that it, I mean, it was super cheap, highly competitive hosting. It was virtualized, but they used solid state. Solid drives.
1: state. All yep. their stuff was solid SSD state. Was and everything. we went,
0: oh my gosh, you could do solid state. I don't have to worry about spinning disks. And I have gone through a spinning disk corruption data recovery disaster. And so when I saw that and I saw the prices, I was sold instantly on their services. I thought that was the best. And they have since moved into, they're, they're now more, they have continued to abstract. And now they're they're basically a very uh, user-friendly and lightweight version of AWS GCP Azure you know they they yeah. do all the same stuff but they do it in a much uh, they do
1: it in a much simpler fashion I, I love their stuff for getting started great. yeah great for stuff. there's one thing there's one thing we lost with with Rust though and that is warning that something was going to fail right with <laughs> I mean, rust, usually usually rust starts to whine before it dies solid states just they let out the magic smoke they just they work one second and then they're completely nfg like there's no there's no degraded time where you say oh look there are signs of distress and i should replace this soon like like then and, and not to say that rust always did that sometimes rust would just break and that would be it but i've had more times where where like a like a uh a, a spinning platter hard drive disc um, would show signs, would signal that something was unhealthy before it finally died, and right. I've never had like whenever I've had an SSD die, pre- professionally, personally, there was no warning; it just crapped out. Right,
0: and I, I lost. How many times have that, you? I, think. I was gonna say, how many times have you had an SSD die? I don't think I've had one die yet. Knock on wood. Couple, couple. Yeah? yeah, yeah, you've had a couple die. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um. So anyway. The reason that I wrote this one down was because my team was right where you were when we started this conversation. When we thought multi cloud, we thought exactly where you went, and we were having this we were having this communication gap because my team, <clears throat> excuse me, being acquired, we we sort of we were sort of the odd duck coming into the room. The entire company had a very heavy Salesforce Salesforce centric focus, and we were not Salesforce. We were everything but that. We were I've been describing it internally to to my 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 uh, Salesforce oriented colleagues as the Wild West. You know, it's not it's not this very nice, neat walled garden of you know. Here's all the rules, and here's your you know. They put all the pieces together for you. So we, we you know we're we're totally outside that space. And there has been this some marketing speak about some new products that are specifically talking about multi-cloud and how the mm-hmm. thing things that they're doing are multi-cloud and my team is looking at this and they're going how is this multi do i don't know <laughs> what do you mean what is what yeah like, they, like they're What's seeing on the, here they see the words and they hear the words and it's not registering they don't as, make sense in this context doesn't, this doesn't make sense at all and so i actually had to go on this hunt to figure out What the heck was going on? And I realized, aha, we've we've actually got two different definitions using the same term. And that led me to write this down and also to lament the fact that everybody uses the stinking word cloud for pretty much anything that's not on their local machine. If it goes out on to interwebs, T-E-H to interwebs, then it's on the cloud
1: yeah but i i still i mean i'm not like i'm you i guess i guess my issue is that like what is the why are we just we just old man yelling at cloud like not to be a little too on the nose here but like if i say (laughs) see what you did there well done you see what i did there if like if i say oh it's you know it's it's cloud environment but what would you understand what i mean like absent this thing where oh we have now business operations overloading the term because salesforce has decided to create a new definition for it like as absent that okay um so rewind your brain remove the curse of knowledge over the past week okay what <clears throat> i guess my question is what ambiguity what inherent ambiguity is there if i say this is cloud hosted what like as opposed okay all I- right how it's would cloud, that be confusing? Cloud host, what we're talking about here. How would this confuse somebody? Cloud
0: hosted as opposed to what? What is the what is the inverse?
1: What is the opposite of cloud hosted? On prem, on prem, and I would include colo as as part of the okay. definition of on prem. But co- but right, but
0: but there are cloud hosting services that you can run in your own data centers in a colo on prem
1: that give you the it's same cloud cl- hosted if it's on prem like factual like ling- like linguistically that oh, is really? not correct
0: oh re- oh really yeah. is that a fact what if okay so what if i'm using say an open source technology that purports to give me the same kind of dynamic, spin it up, spin it down, cloud hosting, virtualized cloud hosting that I can get in AWS. You're talking about OpenShift. I'm talking about OpenShift, exactly. So now, so I have this, this is a downloadable service. I can take a server or a bunch of servers. I can put them in my office. I can put them in the room. I'm pointing, I'm doing some great radio too. I'm pointing behind (laughs) my shoulder. (laughs) I'm pointing, I can put them in my server enclosure in the back of my basement. And I can spin up a cloud, Cl- I can spin up a cloud, literally a cloud, and then I can provision servers off mm-hmm. of that cloud and it's running locally in my house. How is that not the a cloud hosting solution?
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting
0: question. Mm-hmm. It's and, and it's
1: I'm demonstrating the so, I, so I, like, of like so you're you're a little yeah okay. Do you have any other examples or is that it? I mean that's a really good one and then okay I, I'll no take it's it a good it. one and I want to I want to unpack it but I want to see if is is that really the root of the issue or are there other things well, that I'll take it, combined we can point at an underlying. Well, I mean I can take that same example and kind of um, mutate it out further. I can go to
0: a colo. Um, there no, are no, no, there no, are, no, are different hosting,
1: example. Those okay. are all the same
0: Hosted, where I'm. okay okay Ho, yeah. a a. a slightly related but slightly different example mm-hmm. uh, a hosting service that is not one of the big 3 you know uh, mm-hmm. rackspace
1: okay let's say it's digital rackspace. ocean linode digital ocean linode those are they clouds have, those are clouds. digital ocean they literally they're literally taking the droplets that make up a cloud like that's that's, that's what the they, call they call that them their droplets. brand is built around mm-hmm. yeah i yeah. i do actually
0: really like their their naming conventions they're pretty good um so You you could take one of these or you can go smaller, do like a small, you know, geographically uh, a regional hosting provider even who has Mm -hmm. I've I've done some work with them before. They uh, they have their own um, they have their own building and it's basically just it's, it's one company. They've got one building. It's one big ass data center, a whole lot of boxes in it and they mm-hmm. have these same kinds of cloud provisioning services on top of it. Maybe it's built on OpenShift, maybe they're using some proprietary stuff or some mix thereof. Well, but yeah, also, got, we, we have a know, vendor- that a, cloud? Uh, a
1: Managed, you know, you alluded to this earlier, managed service provider that mm-hmm. offers offers that kind of a thing. Right. Uh, and it's, you know, they call it, it's you know, private cloud services. Private something cloud. Something like that mm-hmm. is usually that. And then
0: you got the hybrid so, cloud, which is, okay, what's the definition of a hybrid cloud? Does that mean that I am, I have my my open shift that I'm running in my back basement, and it's also I'm doing that in conjunction with AWS. Or does it doesn't mean that I have a colo, and it's just some
1: raw no, bare I think, metal. I servers? think hybrid cloud hybrid cloud is usually like on prem or and or colo combined with a cloud offering. On prem or colo, just bare metal servers, used. like more of a more more basic or traditional hosting. Combined no, with it clouds? doesn't matter if you. No, I'm not that. Bare metal OS versus VM, I don't think is the important difference. The important difference is, mm-hmm. like, let's say any kind of local. And again, I just for the simple sake of argument, let's stop saying colo. Let's just on prem includes colo for the purpose of our conversation. You want to say on prem includes colo. Cleaner. Okay. Um, Right cuz if I have if I have a cage at the local colo then I'm the only one that has access to the cage it's it's my metal running in the cage you know let's just colo for the purposes being let's location for anyone who doesn't know that that means that yeah, I build a big the big building that I and I put the right a, in it. a big building with lots of different cages and then different people, you know, that you have access to your own cage within that space. So they provide the cooling, they provide the power, they provide the uplink. And then whatever happens in your cage is your business. You, you, you buy the racks, you, you fill the racks and then you operate the stuff. And yeah, they, they, they just the operate, the,
0: they operate the physical security, the physical, physical security, infrastructure and then,
1: and, yeah, uh, and then access. Uh, uh, utilities and yeah, utilities, utilities and physical security basically um so let's just say on press so so okay. uh I, now i forget <laughs> oh so so you have a you have like an msp that's so is the def is your definition of cloud like your contention is it's not really cloud unless it's multi-region like if i have one If I have one, quote, cloud provider, but Mm -hmm. they only have one data center, is that not cloud to you? I'm saying that this I'm saying this
0: term is so fuzzy as to not mean anything and everything all at once. And that's why I don't like it, because you could actually say that any of these things are 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 cloud based.
1: Well, they all are. I think the for me and I guess. um, yeah, I guess I see. I guess I see your point because what I'm about to say is, well, my definition of cloud. Well, if everybody's allowed to have their own definition, <laughs> yes, then your point rings truer That's than ever. Right. Tell me, tell an, me a, your truth, Chris. In, let's share yeah. your truth here.
0: <laughs> is this a safe space?
1: No. Then, then your point, your point is then well taken because then th- there is an inherent. As soon as I think, well, my definition is that that betrays an inherent ambiguity. Right. Um and in my mind, cloud is virtualized service, self-service, virtualized service capacity. Mm-hmm. That to me is the line. Right. And whether I deploy, whether I deploy OpenShift in my basement or I'm using GCP, mm-hmm. I have self-service capacity to deploy and operate virtualized services. Yeah. Meaning Meaning, a, I don't have to file a ticket with somebody to get a new server or a new overlay network or a new database right. or you whatever thing that they Push a button and something pops up automatically. Right. No nice, human was involved. Nice, yeah, there's a nice little web GUI there that does things right. automatically. And two, I'm not concerned with physical resources. If I need more disk, I add more disk, and I don't have to know. It's it's an abstraction layer. Maybe. Kind of, I'm thinking through the analogy, the opacity thing, maybe right. playing into you know part of the. Um, so for me, I think I would, because I would, if I if I rolled OpenShift in my basement, I thought about doing this. Um, I would refer to it as my private cloud, my Their personal private. cloud. I I would use that terminology, mm-hmm. and it would piss you off because you wouldn't know <laughs> what I meant by that, right? Um, my w- my point in bringing all of this
0: up, I, I I actually was going somewhere with this, and we're we're. We, we've We've gone there my my point is I mean these terms are going to be used this is this is an inevitability i mean we are, this is old man raging at cloud pun fully intended here however th- that's that's all well and true, and there's nothing you can do about it. but in our world that we live in as as engineers and as people mm-hmm. inside of 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 technical uh teams, even if we're not directly hands on, I think it behooves us to actually avoid using that term as much as possible. It's a sort of like, so I took a class, an analogy, a quick, quick backstory. So in in college, I took a class that was a writing, public
1: speaking and logic debate class. Uh, it was and called and a- you are, in fact, now a master debater. I- <laughs> my gosh. Yes, sure. Let's go with it. <laughs> so.
0: Uh, it was one of the best. Honestly, it was probably the most useful class I ever took in in college. And uh, the one of the things we had to do is we had to write papers in those papers. They had to be 200 words or less Were all these really strict requirements. And one of the strict requirements was you could not use the verb to be is am are, was were could not use that verb. In, in your writing.
1: In any uh, conjugation, in any, any tense you that was you could not use non-grata. that at
0: all. It was completely okay. off limits. And at the time, it infuriated me because it was really hard to write without using that. Until you start, until you actually set that rule, you go, oh my gosh, I use this everywhere. It's crazy. And then by the end of the class and then... As I continued on in my career, as I did more and more writing for work, out you know beyond school, I realized, holy crap, this was one of the best things that could have happened to me because the verb to be is just an easy way. It's it's very natural in our speaking, and it's uh, consequently very natural in writing, but it weakens your writing because instead of using a highly descriptive, colorful verb, you use is and. It just, you know, like you just paper over the action. And so the writing actually, by by avoiding it, your your writing becomes more vibrant. And so I'm making the same recommendation here to avoid the term cloud for the same reason. Marketing's gonna do it. Yeah, sales gonna do it. Sure. You're probably gonna talk to customers about it, you know.
1: I still use so looking writing. Practice. So I could say, so, I could say, you know, this this mug is wet, and that would be that would be out of bounds. I would have mm-hmm. to say this mug appears wet yeah in, uh, in your right would that be right. a valid transform yeah, in this, I, under these rules you know
0: i soaked this mug or something like that you actually you know that's it doesn't it, i i yes i mean that's that's how you would do it but it, it's it's much more uh it's much more of a writing exercise than a speaking exercise but that's not the point here no
1: i'm just i'm just trying to understand the root of it so i can come because i yeah, want to yeah, yeah. i want to then say okay well uh, i'm i'm hosting this in google's cloud mm-hmm so then, what would you? So what? So what? What? Yeah. So that's where I was headed. Yeah. So you know, outside of
0: arenas where you're talking to non-technicals, and the word cloud gives you uh, air cover. Again, pun intended. Wow, lots of cloud puns today. Um, outside of those situations, if you're talking internally to your team, internally to your company, and it's there's a technical focus, I think it's worth your while to f- to focus in and hone in on what the technologies are that you're actually using. For example, a lot of times these cloud providers, that's a, that's a big grouping, sometimes you're spinning up a VM. You know, you're pushing some buttons and it gives you a true blue VM. Sometimes it's giving you a container. It's giving you a Docker mm-hmm. container. Sometimes it's a Docker container inside of Kubernetes. All three of those situations could be construed and defined as cloud, in air quotes again i'm doing stuff that everyone can see of course but they are all fundamentally different and they all they all come with different pros and cons there's different approaches there's different things you need to be aware of when you're when you're setting them up when you're using them security concerns performance concerns all that kind of stuff and so when you're dealing with these technologies internally you by by just simply making yourself avoid crutches like cloud you're focused in more on what's actually happening under the hood you're forcing yourself to better understand and recognize and then explain to your teams or team members coworkers, what you're actually using and why and how and so you're you're going to be better informed you're going to be you know the the descriptions of what you're actually doing are going to be more descriptive they're going to be more informative and uh I suspect that that will lead to better decision making because hosting VM versus hosting Kubernetes, apples and oranges. I mean, those are two very, very different things that I that you need to to take. In, you got to take those differences into account.
1: And yeah, but that's like this is saying, well, we can't use the word vehicle because there are gasoline and there are diesel and there are electric and there are hybrids. And those four are very different things. The way you think about purchasing them, the way you think about total cost of ownership is different. The way that you maintenance them has to be different. Their operating conditions and requirements are different. And so I can't say vehicle anymore. Right. For me, as a user of the technology, I care that I'm getting from my house to the store and back to my house. And at that level of conversation. Vehicle is perfectly descriptive right. okay. and I need no further qualification. If I am saying I need you to service my vehicle because it's making a noise, that's an inappropriate use of the term vehicle right. because yes. I need further explanation. Right. So that's exactly what I'm right. hearing you say is never say vehicle, which well, just, I think is a little too. No, 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 far no, 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 I mean, no,
0: no, no, so I'll, I'll borrow your analogy using the word vehicle to get from A to B. Totally fits. But I wouldn't use you you in your your premise actually supports my own point because you said uh you you define different types of vehicles. You talked about, you know,
1: electric versus gas. You talked about right. the so mileage. So right. draw you analogy about between VMs right. and co- but you broke containers so and you Kubernetes. broke it yeah. down. You broke what it you're down saying because me, it mattered. You broke it down past vehicle because it mattered when, in that space. When When and where it mattered, what I'm hearing from you so far is like we should eschew the term cloud entirely. I am suggesting not your argument. I am am
0: doing what my professor did in my trivium class, where in order to
1: actually get better about later oh i see you You want a virtue signal that you bought a prius so you want to you want everybody to know that you have the electric you want everybody to know that you're talking about containers and kubernetes because you're better than all the schlubs that you're (laughs) using virtual machines still no no
0: this is that's that's not (laughs) it at all i'm teasing you i know i know so uh you in order to, before you can reintroduce the behavior, you know, like I use the verb to be when I'm writing now, but I know there are situations where there are certain kinds of writing in my formal writing. If I'm doing something for a client, mm-hmm. I avoid it. I avoid it hard. If I'm writing an mm-hmm. email really quick to one of my teammates, knock that off, use the verb to be, eh, no big deal. But I, I can discern those different paths. And Mm -hmm. because I have now worked those muscles up to the point where I can actually choose to flex them or not, I choose the situation until you have a title, Frank flexes until you have a high. I'm I'm on board. I approve (laughs) until you have that higher level uh, clear cut understanding of when it's appropriate and when it's not. Erring on the side of the heart of, of the of the you know, of working the muscle of, of, of actually talking about things in the in the very concrete terms is the better move because it's going to get you that higher level of understanding that you need in order to in order to discern. And in the process, you know, as you're talking to your team, especially as you're talking up to executives, I mean, you sound more informed because you literally are more informed. You are making an overt extra effort which doesn't go unnoticed and it makes you a better technician. It makes you, it makes you a better executor in the space. And so you're improving your knowledge. It sort of, it sort of ties in with the um, you know, once you're, you know, one, once you uh, have, have mastered a, um, a topic, the next step is to start teaching that topic because you actually continue to learn by, you know, the by the act of teaching others, you, you, you actually improve your own knowledge. Um, it's the same
1: kind of thing. Um, uh, there are those that would. There are those that would argue. We're getting philosophical. There are those that would argue until you can teach it, you don't know it. Yep. Yeah. I you mean, you don't know well, it well I mean, enough until you can teach it. Two, yeah. two, so, I mean, the inverse of this I mean, we're saying the same thing but, two but, different ways. But no, yes. but I'm actually going somewhere with that comment okay. because you use the word master. Okay. I don't think you're a master of something until you've taught it. You're saying master it, then teach it. My point in is not to call you out on some little verbal tick here. My point yeah. is though, you're. I, I like I like where your head is at with this. Like we 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 argue about it for half an hour, but I, I like where your head is at because the real point here is the real takeaway is nothing to do with clouds and nothing to do with Google. The the core right. takeaway is that when you are talking to someone, it is of the utmost urgent importance that you establish shared language and that you define terms that you're going to be using that are going to be key in the conversation Mm -hmm. cloud or not. I'm going to keep saying cloud the way I always have, because you've not swayed me on that particular line. But that's not the point. The point is. We talk about so many things and we do to your a little bit more to your point. There are so many terms that we use that are overloaded or ambiguous or poorly defined or everybody has their own definition. (coughs) DevOps (coughs) That it is really, really critically important. Um, that especially, and in your, in your case, you know, you're, you're talking to a client and then you're talking to a different client the next day. There's a temptation to have like your own team's internal vernacular and then use that subconsciously with all of your clients. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's going to your point, like that, that is going to cause confusion. Um, and I think that's, I think that cannot be overemphasized. So I, am yeah, I'm, uh, I'm all bought in here. I, 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 and I mean okay if if
0: i if i don't meet you all the way if i if you get that much out of it great um the the point that i'm pushing a little bit i mean yes i mean we we talk cash and validation and naming things like it's you know shared terminology is super duper important um but uh my my further point uh was that you know this the 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 ubiquitousness of the of the cloud term Presents a potential crutch that I think a lot of people are using, and you should try and avoid that.
1: if you're to if you're yeah, if you're starting to see it used in other contexts than just that purely, like where it relates to hosting services like we talked about right at the intro Mm -hmm. you're starting to see it used in the business ops domain and for sales for now it's like okay warning signs now we have to be careful about this word because it's one of those come up with different i mean the the
0: show's tagline sucking a little less it's one of those opportunities to continually do self-improvement if you are using that term, break that term down. What is actually happening in the background? And if you don't know what's actually happening in the background, find out. And if you find a piece that you don't understand, research that piece of the technology so that you then know and understand it. You have now, you yeah. have now bettered yourself mm-hmm. and you are na- now able to talk more competently about it. it you know, it, that's, that's my point. You know, expanding your, the same way that, you know, Avoiding the verb to be in your writing expands your vocabulary. Avoiding cloud tech expands your
1: innate definitions and understanding of. So you would prefer to say, oh, we're going to move to hosted VMs or hosted Kubernetes rather than we're going to move to cloud. And I think that's a I think that's a valid. Yeah, I think that's a valid exercise to consider. Yeah, I, I hear I hear this all the time. It, it, this happens
0: in our consulting. OK, so we want to do a cloud migration. Okay, now I have to ask you a
1: zillion questions to actually break that well, term down. Back to, back to episode number two, uh, digitalization and digital transformation. Great. So I now know that we're probably confused about what we mean. Let's dig into the details. <laughs> Saying cloud is the same thing. All right. right. I I I might understand what you mean, but we've really got to clarify the terminology right. before we get started. One thing I from my own uh, from my own tra- uh, travels uh, in the last week or so, we've had an issue with a client. Um, there was something that wasn't performing quite up to snuff, and so you know, of course, we dealt with it. That was fine. But in the conversation with the client. As a look at we keep talking about poor performance of this you know, function, right? Call it the, the, the widget function, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the widget button is slow. Well, what do we mean by slow? I pulled a three hour sample of execution times of the widget button. And I know I saw that the 90 90th percentile execution time was less than nine seconds okay and Mm -hmm. grounded i said okay performance slow these are maybe descriptive words but they're a little vague when we're talking about system performance potential Mm -hmm. sla impact like all of those so what we're talking about i said okay what i want to see is 99th percentile response time under two seconds that's my goal here right now uh two seconds is like 80th percentile and we have some outliers so most of the execution is still within parameters We have too many outliers. My goal is not to eliminate every outlier ever, but is to get enough outliers into the into the window so that our 99th percentile is satisfactory. That's what we're gonna define success as. Rather than saying, rather than accepting the premise, uh defined as it's slow and it needs to be fast, right? And so I think it gets I, I think that's related to kind of your underlying point there. Yeah, kind of. That if you're if you're using a vague term. Or an overloaded term, beware. Yeah, exactly.
0: And, yeah. and you know, let let marketing and sales do what they're going to do because that's what they do. And you know, I'm not, I'm actually not faulting them for it. that has there's a reason that that it's been glommed onto in those in those spaces. It makes sense in in that kind of communication. We in the technical sectors, I think, should avoid that term because it's it is a veil. It is obscuring what's going on in the background. You owe it to yourself to actually understand what's going on in the background, even if you're not the one that is actually owning and operating it. We're doing a cloud migration. Okay, where are you going? Okay, we're we're using GCP. Okay, how many? You know, you're you're. What are we actually migrating? Do you have databases? Do you have applications? Are these applications you built yourself? Or is this yeah, vendor I don't, stuff? Again, I'm not. You can, you uh, can no, break
1: I'm, it down further and further. I, I'm not, not disagreeing with what you're saying, but I guess uh, what I see is is using cloud as an example to speak to the underlying class of issues, which is ambiguous and overloaded terminology and making mm-hmm. sure that those are well defined and agreed to by all parties. Okay. And you seem, you seem like you were specifically talking about this one thing. And I just I don't know that I have that problem because, yeah, you need to define what cloud, you know, we talked about cloud journey one cloud week. journey. You need to def, you need to define <laughs> what that means as soon as you use it. Yeah, of course, just like if I'm going to the mechanic, I need to define vehicle when I bring it to the shop. So I don't I don't think the problem is the word. I think the problem is then not having the follow up, not clarifying things afterwards. I don't I don't know that I'm I don't know that I'm all the way there with you the way you're presenting it. I'm not not saying it's wrong to not use it because there are more specific terms you can replace in every single case. Right. Every time anybody has said cloud, there is a more specific term or phrase they could have used. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't think anybody is going to be it's no to nobody's detriment to stop using it. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll meet you there. Just I will like, meet you there. Okay,
0: so just like Just like the rules in my class were super hard and fast, which was, in a sense, irrational and excessive. And, you know, why would I need to do that? Well, there's there's formal education for you. (laughs) But it was to serve the the point of that rigidity was to serve a purpose. You know, that purpose was to improve your writing and your communication and to enlighten. I'm making the same kind of case here. I'm not saying... So, like, you, you're, you're reticence to, to meet me on this, like, we should never use cloud ever. Well, Yeah, I'm not actually saying that. What I'm saying is, as a, as a practice, as a thought exercise to improve yourself, to improve your organization, throw that word out. You know, try it, generally. You know, th- throw it out for a period of time when you're dealing internally and see how it goes. And see see what what the results are, and see what you learn, see what you pick up, see what see what sort of things are hiding behind that that veil yeah. of the uh, of the terminology. You're of course going to continue to use it, of course, yes. That's It, yeah, it, it is not, the space. I've
1: not yet. I've not yet been in a situation where that word has ever caused me strife. Like I've never been bitten by that word, and I've whenever it's mattered what cloud meant, mm-hmm. it's always been. It's always been described at the point in the conversation where cloud is used, and mm-hmm. by that we mean this, you know, maybe not in those words, but it's always right, been right. either either abundantly evident from the context or explained immediately so i've never I guess I've just never been bitten by this, so I don't mm-hmm. feel the same like visceral. role <laughs> like i said i'm I'm academically I'm agreeing with you i don't I don't yeah. think anybody's i think you only be well served by taking this advice I would say uh, that
0: it's i mean you're fortunate in that sense, I think you're fortunate. It, you know because of the position that you're in your 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 entire team is is wrapped up inside yeah. a highly technical space what my recent acquisition experience has reminded me of is that that is still you know a small piece of a much larger pie that's and true you, ha- that's you true. have citizen developers you have non-business types that are actually they, they they are maneuvering their way into technical sectors and so you have this this
1: overlap that citizen developers. I was I was self taught. Is am I a citizen developer? I still do Excel stuff. I'm a citizen. I'm going to wear this badge proudly. I'm a citizen developer. That's my new. That's my new word of the week.
0: It's a yeah. I feel like we could actually talk a little bit deeper about that because it's a it's a whole classification of of development style, and you. I'm into it. Yeah, it's 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 a good thing, and there's a way to present. a way to present it without actually being without talking down to that type you actually want to encourage it but there is distinctions and there's risks associated with Mm -hmm. it if you're a company who's thinking about leveraging and going that
1: way and we could do a whole show on that there's plenty of no code solutions workflow solutions a a lot of excel and access programming that goes on i think that's a great i think that's that's a great i'm gonna use this is this is i've adopted this into my vernacular now So if you like the term citizen developer or uh, or you have an opinion on the whole cloud word as a word of words, uh, feedback at refactor.work is where you'd email us. You can take a voice record and, and email that to us. We'll play it on the show or send an email in. We'd be happy to read it. Uh, you can find all of our past shows, archives, show notes at refactor.work. You can find my ramblings online at chris.tankinson.com and franks are at uh, www.hotcoals.com. Koehls. dot I don't know why I always spell your name and not mine. Mine's the harder one. I don't apparently. know. I,
0: yeah, yours is pretty like it's phonetic. I I
1: would guess you would think so. You would be spelling. shocked. You would be shocked at how many people get that name how wrong. It really? Is, like that one gross. feels. That yeah. one feels very no. obvious to me. It feels that way, but it is not. Mm, okay. Uh No. Anyway. Uh, well, this has been episode number thirty-two for July 27th, 2021. Thank you very much. Later all.